they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. It will be a recurring um, fountain of revenue. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of uh, uh, money. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Hola and bienvenidos from Rocky Point, Mexico. Couldn't make it to Anacapulco this year and you know had the FOMO of not being in Mexico so decided to head down to Mexico. Uh, it's beautiful, uh, I wouldn't say, actually not really beautiful, it's very easy, about three and a half, four hour drive from Phoenix. I haven't been here, in a, actually I haven't been here since my kids were born, so it's been seven years and I uh, absolutely highly recommend this place. Unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, not too many people outside of Arizona know about this place. Uh, there's not really any major airports to go in here, there's not uh, no, tour, no uh, cruise ships coming to this area, but it's beautiful. Uh, resort town and you know highly recommend it. it's called Puerto Panasco but Rocky Point uh, is what you know pretty much all the Americans and gringos call it but uh, anyways we have got some bombshell information so there's a new project Veritas video which we'll get to towards the end of the video and if nothing else I would just head to the libertyadvisorshow.com uh, you can probably see the links down below and watch that full project veritas video or just skip this video ahead and watch that if you're pressed on time because this is absolutely bombshell information but we'll get to that in a little bit uh i also did see read today that uh you know whoever that i forgot his name is like vivek murphy i'm not doing this with no notes the surgeon general you know it's an indian guy that you know plays dress up and wears all the military paraphernalia like he's some fucking soldier or something i saw that he has covid and, and his quote was something to the effect of, maybe we'll throw it up on screen here, that, you know, you can do everything possible to keep yourself safe and, you know, it still doesn't mean that you can't get COVID and this is something that could bring great shame to people like myself who've been trying to do everything they could to not catch this and still catch it. Um, so, I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, I've been living the past two years, no fear. You guys can go back to videos I was doing Luke Rudowski where uh you know right from the beginning of this you know march 2020 did over 100 videos in march and april of 2020 and you know the whole time telling people that the masks were useless and you know kind of backing things up speaking of masks today is february 19th 2022 well february 19th 2020 i was flying back into the country and i had had an idea that masks were going to be a thing that they were going to try to uh you know force onto everybody and I also had an idea that the TSA were probably clueless about, you know, what was going on with, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure what words I could say over here on YouTube, but, you know, the, the big thing that was going around, uh, you know, for the past two years that they've been scaring everybody about. So I decided mainly because I didn't like TSA and I was going to get my global entry pre-check interview. So this wasn't even like a normal flying back into the country. This was flying back into the country, having to get a global entry TSA pre-check interview because I was always against it. Uh, I was always against doing global uh, global entry or TSA pre-check because I knew from like watching James Corbett videos that it was all security theater and knew that it was really there to catch people sneaking gold and silver out of the country and that it wasn't there to keep us safe and it was all you know a bunch of theater and you know it gets into like the underwear bomber guy and then you know the connections of 
Uh, I think the guy's name was Michael Chertoff, was the one who was the DHS head, and then he was invested into the body scanner companies, and they basically found some uh, mentally handicapped black guy from Africa to try to, uh, you know, do something very bad to a plane. However, uh, you know, again, I gotta be careful with, you know, different words I say on here, uh, because, you know, there's certain words you can't say about an airplane. And that whole thing, um, I think there was a guy, his name was Kurt something, who was like a lawyer that was on the, the plane with the with that bomber, and uh, he had basically witnessed guys in suits and the FBI, like forcing this guy on the plane. Any long story short, it was all a, uh, maybe even like Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Haskell. It's really weird that I have this memory that can, you know, think of these random things that, you know, I haven't heard of in like 10 years. But anyways, I knew the whole thing was BS, so, you know, I was always opting out, not playing their game, and uh, so finally I was traveling more and gonna be traveling more, or so I thought before the pandemic. So finally, February 19th, when you fly back into the country, that's like one of the times where you can go to get these interviews. Otherwise it takes like a year because there was some government shutdown like a year and a half before, and that was the BS excuse they used to not, uh, you know, to have like a huge backlog on this thing. So I'm coming back from Anarchapoco, where I was, you know, speaking there at the TDV summit and uh, gave a couple of presentations there. And uh, yeah, so I figured, you know, if anything, you know, I would be prime target with all the shit that I've been doing uh, for them to want to question me more. And so I've decided to throw a mask on before I go through this, uh, you know, checkpoint to get interviewed. And the lady there is like completely befuddled. Like, she's like, why are you wearing a mask? And actually I do have the video. I've never posted this before. Mask on your face. Why? Yeah. Because I don't want to get sick. I got sick last time I flew. Yeah. Had the flu, yeah. start off the year. Are you sick now? No. Okay. So as you can see there, I mean, this was not an agency that was really prepared to handle any sort of, you know, pathogen going around, and you know that's a whole other story of, you know, if it is and what it is and all that. Not going to get into all those details right now. But you know, it just goes to show you that like even the frontline people at the TSA had literally zero idea. Not that that's like really shocking to, I'm sure any of you had uh, had any idea what was going on. So then you know, fast forward to July uh, 2020, and I was flying back from Porkfest, and you know, I will give a shout out to uh, David Rodriguez because I know on this same day that he was more bold than I was in terms of filming this. Uh, whereas I, I do have a video that I have on my Instagram and maybe we'll post that in here right now. It's very short, we're just walking around the airport on July, July 3rd, 2020 without a mask. I would say it feels, feels pretty gangster walking through the airport with no mask. When 100% of everyone else is uh, complying to all this. Which at that point, when I threw this on February 19th, 2020, like that was a bold, bold move. Uh, and a lot of people were like, oh my God, are you really gonna do that? Like even like some really hardcore people from our community were like, hey Tim, you better be careful with this. And you know, when you're dealing with the TSA, like they're not fucking around. So, you know, you should really be careful what you're doing. And so, uh, and then one of those guys was actually Ernest Hancock, uh, who was the MC of Anarchapoco this year. And I was on his show the next day talking about it. He's like, you know, you should be careful talking about this. And, and obviously that radio clip is now, you know, ingrained on his show. But you know that is the time capsule proof that the government had no idea what's going on. 
and also is the proof that I fucking wore a mask on a plane before anybody. And then I also then, in July, didn't wear a mask. So I am probably the first person in the world to both wear a mask on a plane and then not wear a mask on a plane. And, you know, they were not super thrilled with me back in July. And I've only flown a few times. Uh, another time was in March of uh, 2021 and decided to throw on actually an N100 gas mask. And they allowed me on the plane that time. And then I tried it again in September of 2021 and they actually wouldn't let me on the plane wearing an N100 gas mask. And so, I mean, I was also wearing like a COVID scam shirt. And we don't allow the vented mask, so I need you to switch it out for me. And this is an M100. Okay, right, but it has a vent on it, so we don't allow those. So you don't allow people to be more safe. That's what they say. So it's basically just all theater. It's all it fake. It is what it is. To get on the plane, you have to wear a mask. There you go. Yeah. And it just shows that, you know, it's all about control. You know, it's the first day we're... You know, upset that I was wearing one and confused, and then they were upset I wasn't wearing one, and then they were upset that I was wearing one that was too good. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really know anybody else that has, has that story in the world, and uh, I will give a shout out to Katie Anania, who I saw her throw a mask on in the beginning of February 2020 to basically be, uh, you know, a dick to the TSA, and I was like, oh man, that's badass. And so, I wanted to try it, but also I knew I had the plausible deniability that there was, you know, this thing going around in China at the time that wasn't really reported in in US news and because it wasn't reported in US news I was actually thinking oh man like is this like actually real is there uh, something that's going on and then as soon as they as soon as they uh, you know started hyping up all the fear in America then you know and because of other uh, information I knew at the time and people I knew at the time I uh, you know ended up knowing it was BS and so people like my dad are like wait a minute like you wore a mask on a plane when you didn't have to but then now that you have to then now you won't and you know basically yeah and uh so yeah not really sure where i'm going with this again doing this without notes but you know another thing i did see recently is that uh you know our old friend bill gates came out the other day actually yesterday and made a, a comment and there actually is a, is a video on this where basically he's upset that omicron was doing a better job of you know vaccinating people than the vaccine that's not a vaccine that's a therapeutic and he was upset that more people we're gonna get vaccinated that way and have natural immunity through uh, T cells. I think it's, I think it's B cells, and I don't, again, doing no notes, than, uh, than even the vaccine. So it just goes to show that, you know, this it was all about getting this mRNA technology through. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that this was about, but, you know, from the vaccine side of things, they, the holy grail was getting the mRNA technology uh, rolled out because this was gonna take them like probably 15 years of clinical studies. And there is a video of Fauci actually saying this, uh, you know, prior to uh, COVID where he's talking about, uh, you know, if an mRNA technology looks promising, and even if we do phase one and phase two and phase three, and even if everything goes well, we're talking 10 to 15 years. And so they didn't want to wait 10 to 15 years. And so this was one of the excuses they had to roll all this stuff out uh, to be able to fast track this technology. And they're using people as human guinea pigs. And it's, you know, absolutely just, you know, absolutely just infuriating me, especially when, you know, someone uh, that was a close family friend uh, Probably at the time of this video. There's a good chance he could have passed away from uh, Not from COVID-19, but from the hospital system that decided to give him Remdesivir and then put him on an ECMO machine, which is 
sort of like an advanced ventilator that pumps not only your heart but also your lungs and I made a desperate plea to him to not do this and uh, basically said that you know that they're if you do this protocol like that's the protocol that's been killing people and then now they just pulled the plug on him and uh, you know rest in peace I don't want to give out the name for the, for the family's sake on this but you know it's you know when and I, I'd heard this guy on the phone talking with a family member and the guy was super super chipper super uh, you know aware of everything that's going on you would never guess that he was in the hospital and then uh, he was said hell yeah they're gonna give me remdesivir then uh, put me on uh, one of these machines and I made the plea to not do that and uh, in basically his response to me was <sighs> okay Joe Rogan and now you know there's a good chance that you know the past that when this video gets uploaded in, in a day or two uh, that he didn't make it and he may have not already made it but it is a uh, you know not not obviously not taking victory last because I'm trying to help people trying to save people this information but when people go and they just you know trust doctors who they themselves have not read the studies on remdesivir they themselves don't know they're just doing what they're, they're told from the layers above and then you've got you know the Canadian police that are just doing what they're told and I see Dan Dix uh, you know out there on the front lines right now and I, I just watched a live video where he had his uh, he had I think he I think has like a rib broken right now from uh, you know the, the these Gestapo police who are all completely decked out in a full face mask and gas mask and like riot gear and gigantic uh, you know body armor everywhere and you know big rifles and the thing is I mean this was always gonna be what the police were gonna do I mean they're just a bunch of order followers that are ruining the country ruining they're not protecting any freedom they're protecting the politicians and they're protecting all these assholes in charge and really they're gonna destroy their own future they're gonna destroy their own kids future the currency is gonna collapse and their pensions aren't gonna be worth anything anyways and you know I it's something where I had told a lot of cops this years ago and you know they were not too happy uh, hearing about that and you know basically have several relationships with every cop I know because I you know wasn't afraid to speak the truth and what was really going on and then you got all these Canadians that are peacefully protesting out there and now you've got you know the police at the behest of Justin Castro trying to um, you know arrest people and hit them with hundred thousand dollar fines and then take away bank accounts and firing government workers who donated like a hundred bucks on uh, you know to one of the fundraisers for the Freedom Convoy and at the very top I mean the Freedom Convoy you know I, I know it's been you know hijacked from uh, you know different leftist movements and different uh, you know basically bad guys globalist type people but I think the core of the movement is good it's just obviously at the top they're always trying to uh, you know hijack different movements and steer them in different directions and this is obviously you know no different uh, not, no different case uh, this time as well but you know kind of going to this video I guess I like the cliff notes on the video the main thing I wanted to talk about today was the uh, it wasn't the FDA head but it was a guy that was basically in charge of improving or approving the uh, emergency use authorization vaccines and fast-tracking those and so I, I believe it was a project well, I know it was a project Veritas video and there was a young girl that was working for them and I don't know if they were trying to actually I, mean, I don't even know if she was young but you know it sounded like maybe they're on a date or something and this girl is recording him 
and he's you know spilling the beans because I don't know if he's trying to impress her, trying to get her pants. Who knows? I'm just you know theorizing at this point because you know that's usually how how guys operate. And so uh, you know essentially what he's saying is you know this we're looking at having a there's like paragliders above me right now, so it's a little bit distracting. And uh, basically what he's saying is you know in essence the fox is guarding the hen house where the FDA is given billions of dollars a year from you know big agra and big pharma to you know approve their products and so you know when you have someone that's going to pay you you know a billion dollars and guess what you know you're then you know buying your approval and so it is it is the fox guarding the hen house they also said that the main goal is to have you know create a recurring stream of revenue so that way the you know if, if you can make the uh the, the covid jab become as universal as something like the flu shot or make it mandatory for schools and ha make it mandatory for an annual annual booster well then what you're going to have is this recurring revenue sort of like annuity stream that's going to keep paying out and so the people can't see like the malfeasance in all this and it's obviously not the first time this has ever happened uh you have companies I mean, we're in mexico right now but you have companies like what was it uh, hsbc that was laundering money for the sinaloa drug cartel and washing that and I think they got hit with what what was the fine it was like uh 0.0% of the profits that they made which you know like amounted to like 3 days worth of let's say, let's say hypothetically they were doing this for like you know uh, well and I think it was every, in any given year it was like they were hit with like 3 days worth of profit was their fine so you so you know HSBC makes you know billions of dollars off of this and then pays millions of dollars of fine well you know it's just a pretty good you know ROI cost of doing business that you here you go to you know put up money to pay a fine but then you're getting you know you know 100 extra turn on the backside and then you've got guys like eric holder who's saying that uh essentially the hsbc was too big to jail so we've all heard of too big to fail so they're not only are they too big to fail but they're also too big to jail and no one got in trouble and then they kept doing the same thing over and over and over again and nothing happening to them and then there was internal whistleblowers and so meanwhile they're going after you know someone's you know making six hundred dollars you know annually in a side hustle and going after you know venmo and paypal and things like that but you know the real big crime they're letting skate free <sighs> then it, and, and now i'm you know reading reports that uh, i think the mexican government is trying to sue u.s gun manufacturers and trying to get liability waived um you know and i believe it was 14 different states plus washington dc is trying to you know fast track this to allow gun manufacturers to be sued. So this is one of the ways that they're going after this. Uh, so we recently saw that Remington uh, was sued, I think for like $73 million by Sandy Hook. Now, I don't know all the details to that. It seemed like uh, it was like a, that they sort of went into bankruptcy, then you know they sold all different assets and they didn't really have any assets. And then the, the new people that owned it then made a plea deal. So it wasn't necessarily like Remington. I don't, again, I don't have all the details to this. So, uh, but this is a sort of a stealth attack on the second amendment. And meanwhile, the, like the real stealth attack in the Second Amendment, and the real reason you know guns made it into Mexico was because the U.S. government, through Operation Fast and Furious, was sending guns to Mexico. And uh, I think it was like one of the DHS heads that said, "You know what? You need to scramble a few, uh, a few eggs to make an omelet." You know, referring to I think the guy's name was Brian Terry, was the DHS um, or uh, border patrol guy that got killed over that. I can't believe I remember that name. So. Uh, but yeah, going back to the video, it's uh, you know probably one of the most shocking things 
that I, not, I mean, again, it's not, I guess it's not really that shocking because, you know, just come to expect this and it's, you know, not my first rodeo around this, but, you know, I think it would be a good place to leave this at would be to, you know, just kind of play this video in its entirety. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, wish everyone's the best coming from Mexico. It's been two years now. Uh, I can't believe that we're still, you know, in, you know, people are still wearing masks and, and people still, you know, haven't, you know, figured out that this is all, you know, a scam at this point. And what I would say is, you know, don't comply and don't just go and, you know, wear a mask to, you know, go into a restaurant and take it off five seconds later. There was one place down here, uh, wrecked at the reef, where they wouldn't let us in unless we wore a mask. We're like, no, we're not doing it. And we're not willing to play the game. That wouldn't even touch it, not even put it on, to then put it down. And if everyone did that, these places would just go out of business, which is maybe what they want. But, you know, it just, and then who's going to enforce it? Oh, the police. And then if you don't pay a fine, who's going to come to your house and fucking arrest you? Oh, it's the police. And then if you then resist that, then, oh, then you're going to get basically a bullet to the head. And so at the end of the day, you can't have a police state without the police. And I absolutely knew that when push came to sub, that all these police were going to be basically the cocksuckers that they are and go and follow these illegal, unconstitutional orders to take away not only our freedoms, but their children's freedoms and help set up this worldwide tyranny that also the people who are calling the shots, guess what? They're the ones that really fucking hate the police and they're the ones who are actually putting the police in harm's way. And so they're nothing more than foot soldiers. And I should know because my last name translates to foot soldier in Italian. But to see these, you know, 70 IQ idiots that are going through and not standing up to these legal orders, they are the ones creating the police state. They're not protecting freedoms, they're not trying to keep people safe, you know, they're running over old ladies with, you know, their fucking horses and nearly killing them, or maybe they did kill a lady. I know, um, I think John Snyson had sent me something the other day on this, but, you know, it's not just about, you know, being trendy and hating the police, it's, it's knowing that when push comes to shove, they're not, they are the redcoats of today. And just because you know a cop that is good and he would never do that, well, would he ever go and rat out one of his friends that is doing bad shit? Would he ever go and, uh, you know, report any illegal activity that the police are doing? Would he ever, you know, stand up to, you know, I think there was that, I don't know where the cop was, but uh, it was like a female cop that tried stopping this huge jack dude at a, you know, roughing up somebody at a police stop. And then the guy just goes up and grabs her by the neck and, and you know, uh, you know, really show force and then nobody stopped that guy and until you know the video started you know being widespread I don't think anything even happened to that guy and they need to do an investigation uh, but anyways enough I guess with the police bashing and I think rightfully so I didn't you know I haven't just always gone around hating the police I just knew they're not there I'm just under no illusion uh, under no illusion that they're there to protect our freedoms they're there to protect people like Justin Castro and the globalists and all the World Economic Forum Young Leaders School graduates to help bring in a tyranny while then pitting you know basically black people against the police because they're out there enforcing all these uh you know unconstitutional laws cool little starfish down there well you know at the same point you know endangering their own families so it's a shame to see this going on a shame that you know so many of us for you know 10 20 30 40 years obviously i wasn't 40 years ahead of this but you know at least over a decade ahead of this of knowing that this stuff was where things were going to be going but anyways we'll leave you guys with the video uh you know wish everybody well you know please stop complying please stop giving businesses your money that are making you go in to wear a mask for five seconds you know this could all be done i actually am for the first time a little bit hopeful that they'll probably back things off uh, a little bit but 
you know, Megan from Truthzilla recently posted a meme where it showed, you know, like a boa constrictor, well, it kills the spray, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna tighten up the grip and it's loosen it up a little bit, tighten it back up, loosen up a little bit, tighten it up even harder, and eventually they're gonna squeeze it to death, and that's what they're doing. They're, uh, you know, letting us go, you know, they're advancing 10 steps forward with tyranny, you know, taking two steps back, advancing another five steps forward, you know, taking another step back, advancing another 10 steps forward, taking another step back. And so, you know, going into 2020, I was mad at the amount of freedoms that we had lost already. And now it seems like it'd be a miracle just to get back to the amount of freedom that we had in 2020. So that's, I think that one of these letting up phases, you know, probably because of the midterms coming up is probably coming up soon. Uh, not necessarily gonna hold my breath on TSA giving up mass, but I think that they're ever, I always thought they were gonna keep extending this. This time I think they actually might let it go or they might let it go for vaccinated individuals, but then uh, you know, they're probably then gonna put it up, you know, ramp up it even harder later on. So, you know, you can't just take these freedoms for granted. You can't just rest on your laurels. You gotta always be vigilant, always not letting these tyrants get away with what they're trying to get away with. But anyways, I've rambled on long enough. Thank you guys so much for listening and hope you, oh, use the word enjoy very loosely. But anyways, hope you guys, uh, you know, spread this video, spread the Project Veritas video and you know, help support people like uh, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas and people like uh, Dan Dix who's out there on the front lines in Ottawa and front lines and lots of things. And uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for everything and I will talk to you later. Take care, bye. So just a quick addendum to this. Uh, since this video was filmed, uh, part two of the Project Veritas video has come out. So what we're gonna do now is just show you some highlights from part one, part two. We will have the full show links uh, linked down below that you can find at the libertyadvisor.com. Sorry, the libertyadvisorshow.com. I guess you can also find it there as well, but the libertyadvisorshow.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up on our email list so that way you get all of our up-to-date important information. Take care and enjoy. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. I'm a manager for the uh, Food and Drug Administration. My, uh, my agency oversees vaccines, oh. vaccine approvals and, and uh, devices for vaccines. And my office clears all the uh, emergency approvals. Because since COVID is under an emergency uh, order, we expedite the approval of any emergency. I've been there for like 22 years. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. Is so, it going to be formally announced? Yeah, yeah, at some point. I mean, it's going to be, uh, uh, and some of it's been talked about publicly, but it has been talked about on like CNN or Fox or MSNBC or anything. Um, but yeah, it'll, 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 you'll have to get uh, an annual. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. School's going to mandate it. Why do they need the third one? 
Well, the same reason um, you or I would need a thermal to because the, the vaccine, um, it wanes. Mm -hmm. um, your ability to fight it, it wanes. So the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so the toddlers too then. We'll have to get Pro it probably. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's in the future. We're not sure. Mm -hmm. That might involve more uh, more studies. So how many babies did they have to jab, basically, for the trial? I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the trial, um, how many people they did. You never, there's always a chance of a long, long-term effects, especially with someone younger. It's hard to find, like, pregnant women um, for these studies and, um, and a significant number in order to be uh, statistically uh, accurate. I haven't tested enough on pregnancy, on, you know, vaccines and everything, and, and women because they have different, you know, systems than men. And they, they haven't tested enough? Well, they, they have, but they, they haven't done enough prior. Now they also the House have been very good at promoting that, but that was an issue for uh, a period of time. Well, I feel like that's still an issue. It is still an issue. It's still, it's still, we still haven't gotten there. I, I read like a couple articles about it and everything I saw was that the first two shots weren't effective. There, there has been, uh, yes, it is, has not been as effective as they're expecting. I agree. So they give me more money. Yes, that's great. And it, Increase the chance of uh, an approval. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, but there's, it's, come there's on, more it's me. there's more pressure. There's more pressure to prove something. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. It'll be a recurring um, fountain of revenue if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine that is a recurring return of uh, uh, money of the drug companies the food companies the vaccine companies so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products well, there's a money incentive for uh, pfizer and the drug companies to um, promote um, additional vaccinations like how much um, money do they get well i mean um it's well it'll be it'll be a recurring um fountain of revenue it might not be that much initially but it'll be recurring if they can if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine that is a recurring return of um uh, money going into their their company okay so like if they mandate it for these toddlers right. then right. it's the guaranteed income right at some level so do you think that's part of the reason why well that's i don't think that's the reason but th that's obviously um one of that's one of the benefits right they clearly want it um, also for that reason. A long time ago, uh, Congress approved uh, user fees for FDA. Basically, we charge the industry uh, millions of dollars in order to hire more drug reviewers and vaccine reviewers, uh, which will speed up the approval process so they make more money. Like our budget's like, it's like five, five and a half billion. Wait, five and a half billion for what? FDA's budget. There's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we um, 
regulate. What do you mean the people? Right. Well, the drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. So they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. And there's not a direct correlation. I think sometimes the agency um, whitewashes the impact of the user fees. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. On the overall impact on approvals, I don't think it has an impact on um, FDA operations. Okay. On, you know, on general, I mean, obviously there are some people in the agency which might think more favorably on some drug, the drug companies mm -hmm. that are in the approval process. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, obviously there's, it's, come there's, on, more it's there's more pressure. There's more pressure to prove something just because it's uh, most of the most of them. Well, almost all of them will be based on the actual data. So they give you more money. Yes, that's great. And it increases the chance of uh, an approval. But if the data is not there, it comes and bites the reviewer in the, in the ass where they all approve it and then like there's adverse reactions which we have to pull off the market does that happen this happened it happens a lot and all these like uh organizations within fda they like started to see all this cash in their eyes it's like oh I, I need to grab some of that and i think we've gone too far on that they're getting a little overzealous in charging the uh the user charging the user fees to other non-payroll expenses why would they do that well why not um, the money gets banked it's not spent it's a multi-year and the money gets banked there and um, you want to be able to spend it spend it on on whatever you can whether it's right or wrong so then congress approved it uh at a smaller level they approved it mainly for payroll but then also now it's supporting infrastructure and everything. It's just like this animal out there. I, I think it's probably um, excessive. Um, but industry doesn't want to complain about it too much. But I think um, FDA is probably, I think they're using it to cover other expenses that don't necessarily tie in with the need of the user fees. I don't think there's enough people saying there, like, look, that's fine, but that's not right. So we're not going to charge that. You don't want to be that person. You're not going to have a long uh, shelf life in the agency if, if you're always that person. Always that person that's kind of over. It's like criticizing or suggesting that maybe we shouldn't be doing this. So if you speak out about it, if you see them. You're, you're, um, you're marked. What do you mean you're marked? You. Um, you're not going to get to certain levels in government. There's not an incentive to uh, speak out in, in government, surprisingly. You would think there would be, but there's not. It's better just to just um, not say anything and just ignore it. The whistleblower, um, while it's high profile, the whistleblower statutes and everything, that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, there's no protection for someone who speaks up. Isn't there supposed to be? There is supposed to be, but like, there's easy ways to get around that. Um, How do you get around it? Well, you, um, you, 
you're you'll be marked from getting other jobs because another office is not going to want going to want to hire you if you've spoken out about something right or wrong. They don't look at what you've spoken out about. They're just not willing to. Um, government's about rocking the boat. And they don't want to, which is the problem I have with one of the problems I have with government is like they don't like people rocking the boat for right or wrong at all costs. They want to hire a safe person that can do the job but doesn't necessarily is a great hire. So the so, type of person that will turn turn a blind eye if they see that's anything. Who they would, that's who they would hire. 